Thanks for tuning in to the Glenridge Church message. It's great to have you with us. Our mission is to love God, love people, and live to change the world. If we can help you in any way at all, feel free to reach out to us on hello at glenridge.org.za. But we're going we're gonna to take a few weeks to unpack what this looks like for us practically as we go forward. And the first thing that I want to highlight to us, and I, wanna, I feel like God wants to impart to us as we go through this journey in the book of Joshua, claiming and getting hold of your inheritance. And what does that mean? How do you do that? What are the battles? You know, there's, uh, there's battles to fight in doing that. And this is an amazing book of teaching you how to do that and what to expect and how do we, how do we partner with God in getting hold of what He's got for us. And, and you'll find right through the book, actually what happens is He just says, put your feet there and I'll do the fighting for you. And so often what we do is we burn ourselves out doing the fighting, thinking that actually God's not with us. But in actual fact, God's with us and He wants to take us into more, greater things. I feel like God wants to impart strength and courage to people tonight. Is this very first chapter, we start to see it in chapter 1 of Joshua. So if you've got your Bibles, if you wouldn't mind turning there to Joshua chapter 1. And multiple times, multiple times He says this phrase, be strong and courageous because you, I'm with you. Be strong and courageous, Joshua. And uh, if, you're in, if you're in the book of Joshua, you just go back a couple of pages to Deuteronomy chapter 31. And uh, look, look at what it says there. It's, it's pretty much, I'm reading this to you so you understand this is a big deal. It's like God is, God is, God is speaking to Joshua and to his people and these words, be strong and courageous, are important words if you want to inherit the promises of God for your life. And if you look at chapter 31, verse 1, it says, Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. I'm now 120 years old. I'm no able, longer able to lead you. There we go, 120. If you are 119, then you've got no excuse to not be leading in God's thing. I mean, 120 says, I'm ready to go now. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross into the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you, and he will destroy the nations before you, and you will take possession of the land. Joshua will cross ahead of you, as the Lord said, and the Lord will do to them what he did to Sion and to Og, the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along with their land. So this new generation, remember the old generation died off, but a new generation, after 40 years in this wilderness, stood up, and they, under Joshua, fought some battles, Sion and Og. They, 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 they come up, and they actually are learning to fight battles themselves in the wilderness under Moses. And so Moses is now saying to them, actually, Joshua is going to take over. It's no longer my job anymore. God's going to go ahead of this. Listen to those words. God, I will go ahead of you and fight on your behalf. I will go ahead of you and fight on your behalf. Friends, we live in the new covenant dispensation where Jesus has gone ahead of us and fought on our behalf and won an inheritance for us, good works in which we are, we are called to walk into in relationship with Him. That's what it means for us in the new covenant. But these guys are living under this dispensation where God is wanting to show them inheritance and promise and, uh, and give, them, give them land and give them this, this place that was promised. In verse 6, he says this, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. 
the people that are there, for the Lord, will, the Lord goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Remember, Moses has been, had, the, had the, 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 the very um, displeasure of sending 12 spies into the land, 10 of them coming back and sowing a bad report amongst the people, and so discouraging the people to the point of weakness, to the point of they lose faith, they lose hope, their heads are downcast, their hearts are melting away, and they don't go into the land. And God says, I cannot have a people that is faithless. I've got to have a people that are full of faith and not full of fear. Because when you move into that land, when you move into what God has for you, there will be Jerichos and ours. There will be battles to fight. And you've got to know that I'm there and I'm with you, that actually you've got to have faith. You've got to be strong and courageous. And so he, he says this to them, don't be, I will go ahead of you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. It's exactly what they said in the New Covenant, and, uh, in the New Testament. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord uh, swore to their forefathers to give them and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself will go before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Notice how many times he's saying it, friends. You see, that's why we need to learn how to read this Bible. When God starts repeating things over and over again, we've got to start listening. He's not, he's not repeating that over and over again because he is trying to convince himself. The reason why he's repeating it over and over again is because he wants to get the point across. He wants to get this into our hearts. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Have a look at verse 23. The Lord gave this command to Joshua, son of Nun. Be strong and courageous, for you will bring the Israelites into the land I promised them, an oath I myself on, on, on oath, and I myself will be with you. Isn't it amazing? He says, be strong and courageous, but he doesn't just say, be strong and courageous. Bert, be strong and courageous. But you think, well, how am I going to do that? Now, the reason why you can do that is because I will be with you. I will go ahead of you, and I will be with you. And so when you walk into the land, you're actually walking into me, what he's saying. Yeah, I'm going to be with you. I'm going ahead of you. And so he, there's this kind of refrain right through the first five books of the Bible. And uh, let's have a look now at Joshua chapter 1, where he says exactly the same thing here. He says in verse 6, Be strong and courageous because these, uh, you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to your forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn away from it from the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. So now we have another part. It's not only be strong and courageous. Don't only know I'm with you, but listen to me. Listen to me. If you go right or you go left, you're not listening to me. I want you to listen to me. I want you to be in relationship with me. So be strong and courageous. It's not just be strong and courageous, willpower it and white knuckle it. No, 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 because I'm with you and because I'm speaking to you. And you'll see how important it is to be listening to God because timing, friends, is, a, is incredible in God's processes in our lives. He says, she carries on here. 
do not let the book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Be, do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And you see that at the end of chapter 1 of Joshua as well. Only be strong and courageous. And what's fascinating to me is that he then sends two spies into the land, into the ahead. So now they, 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 they swim across the river, paddle across the river, get there, and they get to Jericho, which is this city, and some say it's the oldest city in the world ever. It's the oldest city that's ever been. It stood for millennia. Imagine these, this ragtag group that have been wandering around in the eating manner and eating, just, just getting by. God looking after them that they, that they don't die out, but really not flourishing, but actually just living in this wilderness, wandering around. Imagine them thinking, cheapest, how are we going to get into this city? What is this land like? God, what, what's happening here? So they sent, he sent two spies in, and they go in and they, they stay with Rahab, this prostitute. And they get a feeling of what's, what the... What the what the, what the um, temperature of the hearts of this people that they're about to face. And this is, what it's, this is what Rahab says to them in verse 8 of chapter 2. He says, I know that the Lord has given this land to you and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard it, our hearts melted, and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the fear of God, the fear, the, for the Lord your God is God in heaven, in, uh, above and on earth below. In verse 24 of chapter 2, he says this, They said to Joshua, when they come back, they said to Joshua, The Lord has surely given this land into our hands. All the people's hearts are melting in fear because of us. So which group of people do you want to be? Strong and courageous, hearts melting with fear. These people don't know this God. This strong and courageous group of people do know this God. And you see, what happens is it's, it's in the first, you see this contrast between a people of God that must be strong and courageous and an enemy before they've even crossed the river. They think that they're living in the safety of, well, how are they going to get across? How's the whole nation going to get across a river? Their hearts are melting. They're putting their trust in their fortified walls that have never been breached over millennia. But their hearts are melting. God says to the, His people, you be strong and courageous. You don't be scared. Remember, I'm going to be with you. Listen to what I say to you. Listen to me. And so I want to talk through tonight just three or four things of how we can be strong and courageous. What makes us strong and courageous? Because, friends, in this season, and um, Longella, that song that you sang, who's, what song is that? It's New Season, Prosperous, Prosperous Greg. What, is, that a, is that a, who wrote that song? Is that your song? Where's Longella? Is it your song? Uh, Israel Houghton. That is an amazing, amazing song. Friends, that song typifies, 
is, a, is, a, is, a, is typifies the season that we're going into. And you see, it's this promise of inheritance, this promise of a land flowing with milk and honey, with incredible fruit, fruitfulness, but an ability to trust God and for God to know that God is with you, that He will never leave you or forsake you, and to listen to what He says, if you want to walk into that. And friends, so many of us get discouraged when we have to fight battles. And we, don't, we forget that actually the way you claim your inheritance under God, God, it's a gift to you, but the way you take hold of that is to be strong and courageous. It's quite amazing, this word, this strong and courageous, if you, if you uh, looked up the kind of word groups what, uh, the, the, in, the, in the Strong's Dictionary, and it says this, the word strong is to be strong, strengthen, harden, or take hold of. To be strong and courageous means to take hold of. He says, actually, you've got to strengthen yourself so that you can take hold of what God has for you. And the word group describes the physical and moral strength of people and society. So it's this physical and moral strength. It's not just, it's not just a physical strength. It's a moral strength of heart. I would put it under the word morale. You know, if an army has got no morale, it's never going to win a battle. The army's got to have morale. It's got to be strong and courageous. It's got to be, it's got to be thinking that it's, it's got hope. It's got to be thinking that actually it can go forward. As soon as the army loses morale, as soon as morale drops, heads drop, what happens is the army gets defeated. And what he's saying to, you, he's saying to his people, he's saying, actually, I want you to be a people whose morale is always high because I'm with you. The promises and the gifts that I have are for you. Your morale must be up. This is what some of the definitions of morale are from just two, of, of, as I googled it. One is this, the amount of confidence felt by a person or a group of people, especially when in a dangerous or difficult situation. You see, so this strong and courageous, this morale kind of word or understanding has got to do with confidence. Are you confident in God tonight for what He has for you? If I'm honest, sometimes I am for what He has for me, but other times I feel like, Lord, where are you? But what He's saying is, and He commands them, be strong and courageous. Be confident in me. Get confident in me. Find confidence in me. Especially when you're in a difficult situation. Another, another um, De uh, definition is this, the confidence, enthusiasm, and discipline of a person or group at a particular time. It's not just confidence, it's enthusiasm. Are you enthusiastic about the season that God's got before you? Enthusiasm or enthe comes from the word entheos, in God. You see, to be enthusiastic and hopeful is to be in God. And I believe that God wants to do tonight is He wants to put some of you in Him. He wants to strengthen and encourage you and put morale into your hearts so that you can walk into what God has for you, both as individuals but for us collectively, friends. Because this city needs a church. It needs a church that's got a high morale. His morale is up. Confidence and discipline of a person group. You see, the discipline that we've got to have, friends, is the ability to hear God. I tell you, friends, the thing that is destroying the church is busyness and not spending time with Him, number one. 
The second thing which I'm going to get to is that we don't read this. And we don't know this. So this is what he says there about this thing called be strong and courageous, morale. You know, friends, if we want to have or be a church that is strong and courageous, that's, that's morale is high, you start to see here in this book of Joshua that it needs leaders that are strong and courageous. It needs men and women who have the ability to break the line and lead others to victory. One of my, one of my favorite, favorite uh, uh, series or ep- um, is Band of Brothers. Lots of years ago they made it. It's a, it's a kind of documentary around World War II, and they, they follow Easy Company, this, uh, this um, parish, paratroopers, into, they follow the kind of life of this, this, this company as, they, as they're taking ground in, in the enemy territory in the, war, in the Second World War. And they, they, in the training, this, this, this guy, Dick Winters, who's just a guy, he's a kind of get it done, he, he's with the troops, he, he leads from the front, he leads from example, he commands an, an incredible respect, not because, because anybody tells him to respect him, but, but just because of who he is. And what happens is he's, he becomes the lieutenant and the commander of this army, of this, this, this company, and what they do, and it's a true story because at the end of every episode, they interview the real people that these guys represent in the movie. So it's kind of a historic thing. It's an amazing, amazing series. And uh, there's this one moment where they, they're going into this town into battle, and what ha- what's happened is Dick Winters, the general, has been, has been promoted to battalion commander. So now his job is to stand at the back, and it grieves him. It, it's te- he, 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 he kind of, he's in conf- conflict all the time because he wants to be with his men, but now he has to live in this role of this battalion commander. And, and what happens is command of easy company gets given to this guy, Lieutenant Dark. And Lieutenant Dark is a fearful guy. And what happens is they're taking, the, they're taking this, this, this town, and they've got, to break, they've got to go in, and at the end, of the, the Germans are fortified, and they're shooting at them, and there's bombs going off. They're coming out of the tree line, and the, and the company's going in. And Dark panics and freezes, and so what happens is the whole battalion stops moving. And the worst thing that you can do, friends, is to stop moving. One of the things we're going to learn in Joshua is you never stop moving forward. You've got to keep going forward. If you're not going forward, you're going backwards. And what happens is Lieutenant Dark freezes, and so now Winters, um, in, the, in, the, in, the kind of, in the movie, he now starts taking his stuff off. He's going, he's, because he's going to make sure. If the, he knows that if these guys don't stop going forward, if they don't go forward, they're going to die. Not only are they not going to get the victory, but they're going to die because they're going to get shot to pieces. So he starts running forward, and the general, which is kind of behind him, says, ah, don't you go. Your job is here now, not there. And so he has to restrain himself and come back. And he calls this guy, Lieutenant Spears, to come, uh, come in. And Lieutenant Spears has got a bit of a reputation of being a little bit, a couple screws loose. But one thing about Lieutenant Spears is he knows how to lead from the front. So he calls Spears. He says, Spears, get in there and take the men into, the, into battle and lead them and take this town. And Spears runs under fire and coming, he gets to the guys. 
There's Lieutenant Spears in the moment of this. Now, there's a company, there's a, a, a battalion on the other side, but they're not communicating to each other. And so what's happening is this, and Lieutenant Spears realizes they've got to get communication to these guys. Otherwise, they're going to be pinned down and they're not going to, and not going to win this, this, this battle. But you know what strong and courageous people do is they act like Lieutenant Spears. They're not concerned for their safety. They're concerned for the safety of their friends and their family and the greater good. And friends, we have the absolute unbelievable example of the ultimate Lieutenant Spears. His name is Jesus Christ. He ran, who broke ranks, it's amazing, the Germans, it's, it's, he says there, the, 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 the Germans were shocked. They actually didn't know what to do. What the, is this guy nuts running straight through us? And eventually they started shooting. But the amazing thing is, he says, and that wasn't, the, that wasn't the most astounding thing. The most astounding thing is that he went there, and then he came back to us. And friends, we have a person in the name and the person of Jesus Christ who broke ranks, who broke through, and he won the victory. He communicated, he reconciled, he, re he forgave, he did all that stuff. And then he didn't just stay there. He came back to us in the form of the Holy Spirit so that we can become those kind of people. You see, say, friends, for the season that we're going into, I believe as a city and as a church, we need to be people that know how to break the line, that are strong and courageous. But, and you see what the amazing thing about that clip is when you watch the movie, is what it, it's not just what Lieutenant Spears does, it's what Lieutenant Spears' action does for the rest of the company. All of, the, all of a sudden, the company thinks they can win this battle. Because they've got a leader that's breaking the, la the, the line. You see, before, in this season that we're going into, to become a strong and courageous people, we need men and women who will begin to break the line. Not at the cost of, the, at, and ignoring the cost of themselves and thinking of the greater good and thinking, God, what have, what have you got for me? Give me a strategy, give me something, give me the ability, give me the, the, the courage to break the line, to get through, and then come back and fetch my brothers and sisters. You see, this is the season that we're in now. It needs to start with the leaders. And friends, I want to just, so that in case you think, well, that's you, the leaders. We are all leaders. We are all called to lead. If you can hear God, you can lead. And guess what? We've all been given the ability to hear God personally for ourselves because we have a personal relationship with Him. It starts with the leaders. It's amazing with Joshua. He, his name changes from Hashia, which means salvation, to Joshua, which means Jehovah saves. Some of us need to actually, in this season, you see, it changes from salvation that means one thing, but to change it to Jehovah saves, God saves, that's a different kind of battle. You see, it's, it, we've got to move from Hoshea to Joshua. We've got to move from our strength to his strength. And we've got to have people that demonstrate that so that it encourages the people at large and the company and the battalion that God and the army that God is raising up around us. I find it incredible how Joshua, remember Joshua was born in, in slavery in Egypt. He then comes out of that and he, be, he leads the army in the, as they're coming out of Egypt under Moses. The first, they fight the Amalekites, Exodus 17. It's the first battle that they have to fight. 
And Joshua is the one that's sent into the fight the battle with the sword while Moses is on the hill praying and trusting God. And he has some friends with him holding up his hands. And as his hands go up, they start to win the battle. And as his hands drop, they lose the battle. The point of the story is this. The battle is the Lord's, not ours. And he goes and it says, and Joshua beat them with the sword. He then journeys with these faithless people for 40 years, friends, watching his friends die off. And they say by the time he takes command of the people, takes leadership of the people, he's 85 years old. You see, God loves using young and inexperienced people and old and decrepit people. God loves using those two groups of people. Why? Because the strength is in him not in ourselves. Young people are naive. They haven't lived enough life to carry scars, so they make decisions which are reckless, we could say, but they make decisions with expecting God to move. And older people have lived through the scars, and they start to know their God better. So the Joshua that was at the Jordan River waiting to go in was a different Joshua that was at the at the, at, at the Red Sea waiting to cross it. He had had 40 years of walking with God and trusting God. He didn't, you see, at 85 years old, he didn't need a sword because he knew his God. And he says, now, now my boy, what I want you to do is I want you to put down the sword. You're too old for the sword. But what you are good at is you're good at hearing me. Now you lead these people, be strong and courageous and let them take the land. God loves to use people whose strength is in Him and not in themselves. They say that, uh, 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 what's his name? Joshua, the battle of Jericho, he was 101 years old. He didn't pick up a sword. He knew his God. He trusted his God. He listened to his God. How are we ever going to get past them? No, just walk around and worship. Huh? Really? Yes. Okay. Well, I can't really do it much. It's not like I'm going to be able to climb the wall. Too old for that. Oh, but God, strong and courageous, I'll be with you. Listen to me. That's the season we're in. The second thing that we see out of Joshua chapter 1 here about this season of being strong and courageous is this. It says, do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. Friends, if we are going to be a people that are strong and courageous, whose morale is high, we have to understand this book. Because in the, in the, in the chapters and the words of this book is a revelation of Jesus. It's a revelation of God and who He is and who we are meant to be in Him. And if we do not know this book, we will not know our God and we will not know our, who we are called to be in Him. That is why we are doing an Unlocking the Bible course over the next four weeks, starting on the 7th of Feb. Because it is so important, friends, that we know this book. If you know this book, and you get to know the author of this book. Everything changes in your life. Nothing stays the same. 
When you start to read this book and you start to understand the heart of the God who, who wrote this book and the Jesus who is right through the book pages of this book, friends, your life will forever change. So that's why we're going to teach you to read this book. How do you read this book? That it changes my life, that I have a relationship with Jesus. Not that I have a relationship with this book, that I have a relationship with the God of this book. He says there, it's got to come out your mouth. Don't let it depart from your mouth. This book has got to be so innocent that it, that it shapes what comes out of our mouth, our language, friends. Because you see, the Bible says that what comes out of our mouth is actually a reflection of what's in our hearts. When we get this book into our hearts, what comes out of our mouths is a different language. When you're at a table, or when you're in a context, what comes out your mouth? There's a grumbling, whining, negativity, cynicism, uh, 2019 South Africa, the elections, what's it going to be? Or is it, no, 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 God's got a purpose and a plan. God's not going to, he's, he's, he's promised that he's going to be with us, that he's not going to leave us or forsake us, and he's going to take us into something. And you actually bring grace to the table, and you bring hope to the table, and you bring faith to the table. Or are we, of course, kind of people that actually just go with the flow? So you've got to know this book so that it actually can change, it changes our language. It also says there that we must actually meditate on it. You see, the reason why we've got to know this book, friends, and you see, the reason why Jericho and Rahab and all of them hearts melted, you know why? Is they knew the book. They, the, the Israelites had a reputation. They knew that this thing happened at the Red Sea, and if that can happen at the Red Sea to Pharaoh, man, what's going to happen to us? And so their hearts melt. But imagine a group of people who know this book, that understand this book, whose hearts are gripped by the person of this book, who read it for revelation to understand and relationship and all those sorts of things, and we meditate on it. We don't just read it in the morning and think, well, we've done our bit. We actually meditate and say, God, what are you saying to me in this? What does this mean for me? And you let it soak deep into your heart that the spirit of wisdom and revelation catches your heart. And so you begin to act differently. You actually meditate on this book. And you meditate on the power of God. Friends, this season that we're going into, because God's going to help us be strong and courageous, and one of the ways He's going to do that, we're going to see displays of His power and His favor in unprecedented ways. Because when we tell those stories, people get stronger. The morale picks up. The morale picks up. And so those stories are very important going forward. But you've got to meditate. You've got to, what comes out of your mouth? He says you've got to meditate on it. And then he says you've got to do everything that it says. This is a season of us doing what God says. Courageous faith. Obedient faith. If you want to be strong and courageous, you've got to know this book. If you want to be strong and courageous, it's amazing in, chapter, in the first few verses of chapter 1, the you there says, I want you guys to go and you're going to inherit. That's always plural. And then in verse 5 to 6, it goes, you is singular to Joshua. But there's this you plural, friends. You see, the way that we stay strong and courageous is to be unified in community. 
It's the stories of the community. It's the people who are holding our hands up in moments of weakness, friends, that keep us strong and courageous. Get into community. Make the use of the small groups that we have, friends. Make use of them. Let that, let that place be a safe place of fun, of laughter, of refuge, of learning, of prayer, of empowerment. Let that be a place for you that actually you can, your morale can stay up and your, your strength and your courage can go forward to possess what God has for you. Stay in community. Don't stay on the outskirts, friends. Get into, the, in, into what God is doing up amongst us. If this is your home church, get into community. One of the ways we do that, friends, is, on, is, is through small groups, home groups. Another way we do that, friends, is prayer together on a Thursday night. These are, these are moments of community coming together. This, this Thursday night, we lined this hall. We had did a circle around this hall, and we worshiped and we declared God's goodness over the city and over the lives of people. It was absolutely profound, friends. We don't even know what that does in the heavenly realms. We think we're just doing this. But actually, there's a God in heaven who's moving and responding in response to the faith of His people. Unity and community. The reason why we're doing a wholeness course, friends, is that to be in unity, you need maturity. You need to be able to deal with your stuff. Otherwise, relationships become difficult. Relationship with God becomes difficult. Relationship with yourself becomes difficult. Relationship with others becomes impossible. That's why we're doing wholeness. The reason why we're doing this, friends, is that we're not here to play games on a Sunday. We had to equip a, a church, an army, that will take the nations, that will go to nations, that will influence the city and impact the nations. That's what we're doing. And we want to equip ourselves so that we can be strong and courageous in these moments. And both those courses are there to make us strong and courageous and will keep us strong and courageous. That's why we're equipping. Living for more than just yourself will keep you strong and courageous. Friends, if you get inward, it's like you're getting defeated. You stop going forward. Right through Joshua, it's keep going there. Keep going there. Remember your brothers and your sisters. Fight for them. Spears goes forward and comes back to these troops and takes them forward. We've got to be living for something bigger than ourselves. Not just bigger than ourselves, but we've got to be living for the sake of others and being a blessing to those around us. As soon as we start stepping into that space, friends, God lifts something off of us, opens space, and strength and courage become part of our makeup. And lastly, I want to say this in Jesus, because this is a wonderful, wonderful example of this in Jesus, in Christ. Jesus has died. And there's two of his disciples on the road to Emmaus, and it says that they are downcast. And Jesus walks up beside them and starts talking to them, and by the time he's finished talking to them, it says that their hearts were burning as they get this revelation of who he is. And he says this, he says, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. You see, the reason why we've got to know the Scriptures is because they concern Jesus. If we want to be a strong and courageous people, Jesus has got to be at the center of everything we do. A relationship with Jesus, understanding what that means, and living that out in everyday life needs to be part of just our normal everyday life. 
It's not a choice that we make. It's a life that we live. He carries on in that at the end of Luke chapter 4. And it says, he said that they say their hearts were burning and he says to them, and then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. That's why this is so important, friends. This enables us to see Jesus. A personal relationship with the creator of the universe. So if you're here tonight and you're lacking and you know that you've got a big season ahead, maybe you've got some strength and courage, but you know that you've got a big season ahead. I know Bert's got a big season ahead. I'd love the band to come up. Because what we're going to do is we're going to pray, and I want you, and you know the reason why we get people to step forward is not because that's, this is like more holy ground than that. The reason why we get people to step forward is we say, actually respond to the Word of God. Respond to what He has. Some people are trusting for different things. Some people are on marriage issues. Some people are on financial issues. Some people have business issues. Some people have all sorts of issues. And what we're saying is, God, keep my morale high. Keep my strength and courage up. Because this land is going to come. You have promised us something. You've promised you've given me an inheritance. We're going to fight for it. But I need strength and I need courage. I need morale to be high. And what's amazing in the book of Acts is that we see the Holy Spirit coming upon these people over and over again, filling them, baptizing them, renewing them, and increasing the power and the strength and the courage that they have. And it says, and they became bold witnesses of the kingdom. And so I'm trusting tonight, we're trusting tonight that strength and courage will be imparted to you. If you need strength and courage for this next season, maybe you've got no strength and no courage. Can I just ask you to have the strength? Because I've got faith that the God of heaven will put strength and courage in your heart tonight. God wants, God wants to minister, friends. Jesus, you said that you have good works in store for us, planned already for us to walk into. Father, you have given us a land. You have given us an inheritance. You have given us a promise that you're wanting us to claim and step into. But you say be strong and courageous. And Father, we come to you in our weakness and our lack of strength, and for some of us, an absolute discouragement. And we say, God, will you pour out your spirit and give us strength and courage for the season ahead? Will you pour out your spirit and give us strength and courage and boldness? Will you heal our bodies and heal our minds and our emotions, Lord God? that we can fight the battles you called us to fight. We just thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in this new season, Lord God. And when we think prosperity, don't think I'm going to get rich and drive a Mercedes-Benz. Think I'm going to achieve the purposes of God for my life. That's why he says you'll prosper and be successful in Joshua chapter 1. And so, Father, we come now before you. Just where you are, just open your hearts, lift your hands. I feel, I believe there's going to be an impartation of strength and courage tonight for people. There's an impartation from heaven to earth of strength and courage for your next season. 
And so, Father, we avail ourselves and we say, do it, Lord, in your amazing name. Strength and courage, Lord. Make us into Lieutenant Spears, Lord God. People that can break the line, Lord God, that can run ahead and come back, that are fearless and that are just full of courage and strength, Lord God. Holy Spirit, only you can do that. We come to you and say, do it, Lord. Avail ourselves and say, move upon us. Move upon us, O God. Now in the name of Jesus.